0: Warning. The Return to Snake Land podcast has elements of sexual abuse, rape, murder, and suicide. If any of these might be considered triggers, please listen with caution.
1: Brian, and it's time to return to Snake Land.
0: I'm Jason Gussman, and this is episode 14, our season finale, in which we ask the big questions. The really big questions. <laughs> as, as big as our questions get, that's for that's sure. sure. So. There's a lot of questions since the last couple episodes. The first one that that uh, that we've got here to tackle this evening is, is there a connection between all these events other than Kenmore West senior high school? Could it really be snake land or Kenmore itself? I, I pretty much, yeah. Like just, just in terms of thinking about, about this question, because it it really strikes home uh, at the heart of our podcast in that it just, you know, the whole, the whole idea behind it was that all of these horrific events for the most part uh, were all linked somehow. And the original idea, you know, back in the day, the you know, the original just fictionalized novel that turned into the graphic novel was that, you know, it was, it was Snakeland. Snakeland was the source of all this. However, in reality, the question becomes a lot more pointed, obviously. And yeah, I, I think what's great about it is that we've,
1: we've traced out a border of what, where we're going to stop talking about things. Like we have a, a set mm. year and yeah, we've meandered a little bit outside of those years. We have set a set topic of things that are happening in a set <laughs> geographical place. Sure. And sure. it helps us drill down to just almost the granular level of certain things that we're talking about. And that's really good just to mm-hmm. suss out the details, but right. do the events, like you say, are they linked or is there, is it just because it's from Kenmore West is it because it's for Kenmore or is it because of snake land, man? Uh, I mean, I think they're all part of the problem, right? I
0: mean, well, I, I, I think, I think they would have to be right. I mean, well, th- this is the, this is the thing is just that when we, when we start digging into it and, and okay, everything took place in Kenmore, everything took place at Kenmore West. There were various elements that had to do with snake land and, and that, and there'd be like a couple, like, let's just, let's just take, for instance, all the, all the suicides at Kenmore West that actually got Kenmore West to be, you know, designated as suicide high, you know, and all that kind of thing. Was there, was there, was there any kind of a snake land connection there? Well, we really don't know, you know, one way or the, one way or the other, you know, I mean, I know one of the, one of the guys, bare minimum, one of the people who uh, who killed themselves was was ahead, and I'm assuming just by definition, you know, spent time at Snake Land. But right. you know, beyond that, I I certainly don't have any any proof or even any anecdotal evidence that that, yeah. that was the case. I, I,
1: no, there other yeah other than what you said, the uh, I think it's a, a couple things. I think it's the culture of Kenmore at the time. Mm-hmm. especially by the people in charge, uh, yes. which is, you know, let's face it. I mean, just reading the news articles and how callous they are about certain topics. You're just like, man, were you born with a heart or did somebody take it away from you? Because <laughs> It's like it's not there. Uh, the way people right. talk, the way people act. Uh, right. You know, we see, you know, all the hijinks and terrible things going on with the teachers, uh, with the Kemmer West staff. Uh, sure. teaching staff. Sure. So that makes you wonder. And then mm. what's going to happen with the kids when they're left unattended? I mean, they, they go to a place like Snake Land, and they're just going to mimic or 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 do things that their parents did, but in their own twisted way.
0: Hmm. So that's no, an interesting way to put it. I mean, I think I think, you know, sure. It it kind of brings up that that you know, the angle or that you're bringing up the angle that the adults at this point were not trustworthy because at Ken West, you had them um, like uh, for the most part. Again, this isn't saying everybody, but you had fully two coach teachers that were trying to have sex with you. If you were a young woman, there was I mean, to begin with, there was there was the cops who were literally incredibly callous when it came to when it came to Kathy, Kathy's murder, you know, and this would be again. Town of Tonawanda, Kenmore cops, it really, it doesn't matter too much when you're a kid. You know, you're just seeing it as pretty much the cops that are chasing you or the cops that are, you know, breaking up your, um, you know, your street hockey game. You know, when mm-hmm. it's like they should be, you know, searching right. for Kathy's murderer. Right. Um, so that said, not a lot of people to, to trust in, in, in positions of authority. So forget all that then. We're going to Snakeland and we're just going to we're just going to have some fun. Unfortunately, when you've got got a situation where you have a great many young people, and even if it wasn't 90, it was still a number of young people back there, there's going to be a certain level of naivete, you know, with teenagers, a certain level of vulnerability, especially when you've got these douchebags coming in who are like 24 to 26 years old, you know, which anyway, even if nobody you know, from that group, murdered Kathy. Still, it's disgusting, and and I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to dig, you know, the same hole that we've been we've been mining for the entire, the entire uh, podcast. But mm-hmm. you know, again, it just, uh, it's this this is not a place where I want adult men around, you know, wasted teenage girls.
1: Yeah, right? and and that's the thing is that we're seeing. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we we learn from our parents, we learn from our teachers and, and whoever p- positions of authority that are around us. If right. And because of that, during that time, you know, you're impressionable and you learn. And if you're learning bad things or if you're picking up bad things, those things, even if you think maybe there's nothing wrong with it, they, they could be like you, you could be taught some bad things uh, and. And it might not seem it at the moment, but these kids get into snake land and they do whatever they want to do. And it just sure. it, it all trickles down. So,
0: sure. But at the same time, and, and, I, and I know, you know, that, that ultimately you feel the same way about this that, that I do, is that Teenage Rebellion, to an extent, is very healthy. And, as, you know, especially healthy, you know, you and I have both seen, I, I know we spoke about this on one of the previous episodes, but the idea of kids were incredibly well behaved and studious, straight eight, you know, students. And then their first year in college, they spent just getting just insanely shit faced. And, you know, like ended up like, you know, like failing out by the time that, you know, the middle of the year was was on. So, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, again, it's it's I think it's healthy to to an extent. I don't want us to come off like, you know, we're somehow like scolding anybody. But at the same time, there is like a level of healthy teenage rebellion, you know, just in terms of like, again, running from the cops, you know, in Kenmore in the middle of the night. Or, you know, maybe um a certain kind of uh very dangerous teenage rebellion which could be running from the cops in Kenmore because, you know, you killed somebody. You know. <laughs> so I mean it's just like, you know, that that type of thing. I mean just there there are limits. I guess is what
1: I'm saying, oh of course, yeah, you go outside a certain amount of like teenage rebellion and then you're just breaking like actual criminal law, I mean, there's one oh, thing yeah. about having too much to drink or smoking too much pot or or doing something like <laughs> that that's one thing, but when, when you're destroying property that are you know mm-hmm. murder assault, all those things that's those are things that are not good, so i, I right. you know what are you' gonna do I mean it's. It, Young people are going to push the boundaries, and sometimes that is good. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it is to have, good to have that authority checked once in a while, and and even as parents or as leaders to pause for a moment and say, "Am am I thinking of this wrong? Am I am I, mm-hmm. I become too uh, stodgy in my old age?" And yeah. uh, it is good to think about that for a moment and reflect. I mean, most parents sure. will will not do that, but
0: maybe, maybe some will. Some so, will. Some some did. You know, yeah. that's 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 for sure. It just uh, again, it, it, it gets it gets a little it gets a little hinky. you know, like trying to, again, draw a connection between these elements. You know, when when so many of them are so uh, personalized in terms of like, you know, like our teenage rebellion or other parents that we've known or, you know, the good or the interesting or the cool teacher as opposed to the the, the a, shitty the, teacher abusive teacher and that's the other thing right, i was just right. going to mention is
1: abuse it spreads to the next to the victim to the next person to the next person to the next person and you know if it's mm-hmm. sexual abuse if it's physical abuse so mm-hmm. if a child sees physical abuse at home obviously they're going to physically abuse other people in their life and and same thing right. with sexual abuse and it takes a lot of effort and hard work to break that pattern and we're not seeing any kind of support mechanisms to stop any of that type of abuse, any type of that violence. Or, or um, mm-hmm. these kids had no choice other than to repeat the patterns of their uh, parents and
0: uh, other
1: people of authority.
0: And I, and I guess, like in in that in that way, the connection with uh, Kenmore as a whole. You know, I, I I remember we had again we addressed this previously. But with 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 Kenmore just maintaining the veneer of the quaint little town uh, in that respect, and they were good at it. You know, I mean, and still are to an extent. But I mean, sure. we're we're good at that. And again, this is ultimately what these folks want. Now, I'm not I'm not saying this is a conspiracy. It's pretty much what every town wants, but is to paint the best possible image of that town. To, right. uh, to maintain, you know, the highest possible tax rates and right. to maintain Pro- the keep, highest keep possible uh, property, property prices, prop- yeah. property values. Yeah. Right. And look, and I, I don't, I don't blame them for that or anything, but when it comes to a point where, and for a very brief period of time, whether there was a real connection or it was all just coincidence, which is possible, but, um, but when it's being suppressed, Or when it's just simply not being dealt with, or blame is being placed where it doesn't belong, you know these these aspects of it. Then then you know maintaining that veneer becomes problematic. And I do think bare minimum, even if we can't say that you know in any way Kenmore caused the events that were happening at Kenmore West, it certainly didn't help. You know, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that
0: absolutely.
2: It's unsolved Crime takes us to Ming Park in Kenmore. In 1985, a 15-year-old girl was found dead on train tracks. Investigators tell us a person of interest is a bike path rapist. 124 McKinley Avenue in Tonawanda is where the young girl lived, with her mother and older sister. Her father, who was the director of the Buffalo Museum of Science, died from a heart attack just a year before she was killed. Like many teenagers, Catherine had a reputation for doing what she wasn't supposed to.
3: Catherine was a. um, A rebellious child.
2: Investigators say Catherine liked to hang out with people that were older than her. In June of 1985, she was grounded.
3: Catherine missed curfew. She her mom had a curfew of 10 o'clock. I want you home by 10 o'clock. She didn't come home until 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, This was about a week prior to the to, to the incident, and so she was grounded.
2: On June 30th, Catherine spent the day with her mom. They went to Denny's for dinner. During that dinner, she asked if she could be ungrounded. Her mom said yes.
3: She, she left uh, her home in Kenmore um, <clears throat> around 6.30, 7 o'clock that evening of, of, of June 30th, 1985. And uh, that was the last that her mom saw her.
2: But where did she go? She went here the railroad tracks behind Ming Park, a popular hangout for teens in the mid 80s.
3: And it was an ideal location for kids to hang out and basically drink beer and smoke weed because there was some foliage around it that hid it from everywhere else.
2: Ming Park was two miles from her home on McKinley Avenue, so she walked. 12 hours later, she was found dead.
0: The second question that we've got here this evening is is satanism real does satanism actually exist it's a good question
1: uh yeah i mean i think when we first started this i i was pretty dismissive of it i i think i was yeah. thinking of the just purely the anton LaVey satanism you know all right um i was thinking just the Yeah, of course, it's called Satanism, but it's really not. It's 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 a veneer of what uh, individualists, rebellious, libertine,
0: libertine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just just
1: uh, just a a creed or or, uh, Mm -hmm. a way to live uh, Mm -hmm. that it breaks, you know, breaks from the path of Christianity. And but as we talk further and the more we look into things that there is a. There are forms of satanism that looks like it's the terrifying real deal that you see on in like movies or read about. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's super common. But I think right. it does exist in certain small circles.
0: Well sure I I think I think uh you had drawn a difference between uh Anton LaVey's, you know, Church of Satan and uh right now we have we have the Temple of Satan. Sure. Um, that's run by uh, uh, Lucian Graves and those folks, right. and that's, if anything, a really positive response to fundamentalism. Is is certainly right. what it seems to me. What right. what interviews right. I've read and and what we we also ended up using. They actually they have a have a program. I think it's called Gray Fiction or something something like that. But that had basically we we utilized a lot of that information in the in the episodes about the Satanic Panic. Yes. And they had they had some really just 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 you know hardcore factual you know, these 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 really just very factually based, very level headed descriptions of what had actually occurred during the Satanic Panic, including what ended up happening with people who were unfortunately uh deemed guilty. of crimes they hadn't committed, you know, that type of thing. But so, yeah, so in in that case, I really don't even think of it as much about, you know, what it seems to be is about, you know, personal freedom. But the thing is, is that it does, at the very least, it kind of demarcates a very intelligent approach to the subject matter. Or as I think when we start talking about Satanism. And Satanism, as I've experienced it, or you've experienced it, or we've seen with various murders, basically, that that have occurred, I think in order to actually have Satanism, you have to actually have Satan. You know, that there actually has to be, well, I mean, I guess he'd be uh, a deity, like, yeah, you know, an angel, you, you know, you
1: really believe that, that the, the entity of Satan is a real entity, yep. it's a real being, and yep. you are worshiping this, this, uh, this, you know, spirit creature and right. talking, going further than what you're talking about, just maybe Satanist light <laughs> or, or the humanist <laughs> side of Satanist. I don't know. I yes, mean, it's like, yes. A lot of those belief systems, I don't necessarily disagree with all of them. I mean, some are a little right. sketchy, but whatever. Sure. But I mean, it's sure. like none of that's talking about murdering people or anything. We've talked about processed church and stuff like that. where it's, Absolutely. It sounds like the real deal. Like these are really mm-hmm. some disturbed individuals that believe mm-hmm. in a real type of Satanism where they're worshiping a dark God and they feel the need to harm others and do terrible things. And my mind wanders automatically to talk to, I think we talked on the podcast at some point about uh, the son of Sam murders and how that was in New York city. Like Mm -hmm. what, what if like one or two people peeled off and they came to the Buffalo area and they decided to start their own spot. And that was there in snake land. That's the part where I start. That's where I start going like that doesn't sound totally unreasonable because even time wise, it almost links up to where we are. It could have taken them a couple of years to build a rapport and start doing these things in front of other people.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, in my worst imagination. That's where I see it going. And I'm not saying that's exactly what's happened, but it sounds like from what we've read and what we've heard is that there was a couple core individuals who were really into it. Well, what if there was one guy or maybe two different people in that group that were like brought that culture or that belief system or, or whatever you want to call it and they brought it into a new circle of people?
0: i think it's I think it's possible as well, you know i mean 'cause i i I remember watching the same documentary that you saw which was you know about the uh the son of Sam murders and it was uh i for, i forget exactly where it was, but it was a uh, a location very similar to uh to snake land right you know just the same kind of satanic graffiti every place you look there was you know potential like you know blood stains and stuff, but you know all kinds of uh all kinds of issues there but Obviously, then those individuals ended up leaving town. What also kind of plays into this is I had spoken relatively early on to a, a lady who had uh, lived in Rochester, and she had asked, uh, and I think this was actually after the uh, the graphic novel came out before we did the, uh, the podcast, but she had actually asked if the, the elements of our, our book or any of this stuff uh, took place in Rochester because— uh, she had memories of, you know, there being satanic worship type Interesting. Uh, situation. Yeah, I, d- I didn't have anything for her, unfortunately, but it certainly, look, it certainly makes sense. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna assume that, you know, all the um, the evidence that was presented in the the sun of sand documentary was true well then you know if they if they drifted down to buffalo which i think we have to assume was at least possible then why not you know rochester as well kind of supporting that and the, sure. and the uh, you know the whole the whole process down who knows maybe there's a stretch from like you know albany and you know um you know syracuse you know like all the way through and, you know I, I i haven't done any research on that i know that there was some heavy duty Satanism claimed in Jamestown. Yeah. But if nothing else, I mean, on the, on the, you know, the Satan train coming down from New York City, like going through Buffalo and coming out in the, uh, the southern tier. I mean, you know, it's, it, it gets, it gets a little goofy at the same time. It's still possible.
1: And this, the Jamestown thing, from what I read, it seems like it was an overblown uh, mm. instance of satanic panic that some people, uh, some kids did uh, some crazy shit out in some woods. They carved some weird words. People start freaking out and mm. it just got, it got out of control. So and a couple of people were pointing fingers at other kids and stuff like that. So but with here, I, I'm kind of like I have to entertain the thought. The more we talk more about, especially like what we talked about our last episodes, that if this is a, a large conspiracy of whatever reason yeah. that might be connected to Kathy Harrell's murder, if that is true at all, then I have to entertain the idea that what if it is satanic worship or elements of satanic worship? Mm-hmm. If It could be nothing, and it could be exactly how we thought originally, just a bunch of kids, listened mm-hmm. to a lot of metal and mm-hmm. just have a lot of fun and totally just being like hey we're just being rebellious we're just you know right. put, sticking up the middle finger to the man and right. all the stuff that we've been all these people that have been hassling us for all these years hmm. it could sure. be just as simple as that and honestly right. that I don't have a problem with but the other side of it is if it did get into something that we're you're plotting to harm people then we got issues
0: right right and and if in fact, you know, I, I I think I think it kind of comes down to that uh, it doesn't really ultimately matter if I believe in Satan, but right. a bunch Satan of kids believes in you who <laughs> believes in me. Yeah. Uh, if there <laughs> if there's a, you know like a bunch of kids who do believe in Satan or believe that murdering me is going to get them closer to Satan or whatever it might right. be. It doesn't matter if there's an actual Satan or an actual God. It means it means nothing in terms of what is causing these individuals to do these things. Right. And uh, and that's uh, that's what we're that's what we're still looking at really at this point.
1: Yeah, and I would say that's something we have to get into further. Strangely enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I know. It's like, how can we possibly have to talk about that more? But I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really interesting. This is, this is kind of a, this is kind of a goofy thing, but Aaron, I want you to go with me on it, at least for the initial question. Sure. But But um, Kenmore West high school uh, mascot has always been the blue devil. Sure. Um, and I know that during, during the, the period of 85 to 86, at one time or another there was there was some sort of a was a, a school board debate or a, a town meeting but it was discussed whether or not with all the supposed Satanism happening in snakeland in the area that if they should change the the blue devil to something less uh, satanic something yeah. something more you know just kind of friendly I guess right, right. Um, but but the thing the thing of it is is that it's they never did. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to, to think about just in terms of symbols and images, but I mean, could there possibly be a connection between let's just say a sigil, you know, an actual uh, <laughs> image, you know, that has magical powers, this being the blue devil actually causing havoc in uh, our real lives. Yeah, it's.
4: I don't
1: know. I mean, yeah. Well, as we've seen in recent years, I mean, with the use of you know uh, indigenous people, um, Mm -hmm. you you know, as you know, the Braves or whatever they want to call them, uh, the Redskins, you know, those those have been rejected by a lot of people, and there's a lot of blowback just to change that. So the funny thing is, the Blue Devils obviously are part of what Duke University. Uh, that's, that's oh. their mascot. And um, uh, I believe that's correct. And th- I think it's something to do with the blue devils. It was a, uh, I think a nickname of some kind of French soldiers or something like that uh, yeah. from like world war one, but that's as far as I remember. But I mean, I, I often wondered like, who would be like, ah, what could we call ourselves? We could call ourselves, you know, the, you know, I, I, all the different names. Everybody's like, "Let's call ourselves the Blue Devils." And you're just like, "Really, like Devils? <laughs> That's what you want to name yourselves?" You know. So, I don't know. I'm just. Um, it is an odd thing, and then to have this connection with Snake Land and being so close, you know, you, you start your mind. The mind starts to wander. But maybe we're just finding pattern recognition to things that it's is nothing.
0: I think, I think, uh, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, logically, you know, we can, we can say this. I mean, I think if we're going to rule out, you know, the real and actual Satan, I think we can, we can also rule out, you know, the power of the uh, blue devil image to uh, the symbology Kenmore with. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um,
1: I mean, maybe uh, if we go back to far back uh, lore, maybe uh, there's some ancient Indian stories of like devils running around the Kenmore area. We don't know.
0: Well, you know, it's we we do we do know for a fact that I mean, although although the names don't match up as well as like say Tanawanda, you know, but uh but you know that you know, Kenmore, the whole area, you know, has been Native Americans throughout. We're throughout. But, you know, I think I think just once we start reaching, you know, this this far, I mean it's don't get me wrong, it's because it is it is fun to speculate, but at the same time it's just that you know we've just gone you know far beyond the pale of what uh well we'll, we'll be able to
4: actually use
0: you know in terms of, sure uh, yeah still doing this, this so.
4: and beyond the mayhem and monster it's said that a nationwide network of satanic criminals exists. start with the warped and wicked charles Manson. it's everything that human beings that don't understand it's all their fears is what they're not sure of you dig what i'm saying satan to me would be god or the demented son of Sam Killer, David Berkowitz. These and others, purportedly linked to the devil worship underground.
3: It's all over the United States and probably all over the world because it's just something that people are experimenting with now.
4: Impossible to measure, easy to doubt. The very mention of it invites ridicule. Come out. No. no! I won't let her go! No! Often the choice is to avoid confronting it, ignore it, find other explanations, or laugh it off. That is not the choice we have made tonight. We have chosen to ask why. Via satellite, we'll be asking the youngest person on Oklahoma's death row, just 17 when he killed in the name of Satan why he murdered his own parents. And to Southern California, where we will ask the parents of children in the notorious McMartin preschool why they claim their kids were satanically abused. And to London, where rock star Ozzy Osbourne will tell us why he feels he and heavy metal music are getting a bum rap. And to the state penitentiary in Angola, Louisiana, to ask convicted killer Charles Gervais why he thought the devil would award him 10,000 souls. The Investigative News Group presents the Rivera.
0: This next question is very serious and not fun at all. Uh, okay. The question here is: uh, Is Kathy Harold's murder solvable? Can it be solved? And if so, yeah, that's, by that's who? It's a good question. And the reason that that this one came up especially. Is that up until really up until episode the Minnesota of thirteen point five? I, I would say I would answer that question with absolutely. You know, of course it's solvable. You know, it just it's yeah. just uh, for for various reasons, whether that's ineptitude or that's uh, basically you know lo- losing evidence or it's individuals who have somehow just evaded justice. You know, but it's still definitely solvable. What we found exploring uh, Sister Ann's information in the last episode was that not only did we have a story that had been presented to us basically by other individuals where three men were guilty in one you know, respect or the other of murdering Kathy Harold, which, again, right there is—that uh, in and of itself is a lot to— take on and then if you add to that that the primary murderer we thought N somehow backs out of the murder at the at the at the last moment the other two individuals kill kathy and then we've got uh, some anonymous uh, head who who beats the shit out of uh, n the next day i mean we don't know if it was because you know he, he was was paying him back for running out or for setting up Kathy's murder in the first place. Right. But What the way, the way I might, I might change the question or, you know, might, might be a little bit more answerable is just that I don't think that Kathy Harold's murder is solvable as of by us. You know, I don't think we could theoretically do this. You know, we might stumble across it in one respect or the other, Aside from from that, and especially the idea of gaining proof, actual proof, you know, I, I I don't I don't really think that that's the case. Now, the cops should have already and should still be able to do this. I mean, it, it's 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 a murder in, in a small town and it should be <laughs> it should have been solved decades ago. But because it hasn't been, it still it still has to be solvable by them.
1: So, yeah. I, I I I get you. I mean, I don't disagree uh, that I think mm-hmm. that it would be highly improbable that we would be like Scooby Doo and the uh, <laughs> Mystery Machine, uh, yep. yeah. unmasking somebody. But mm-hmm. I do believe what we're doing has some merit that it might shake some things loose, Mm. if it's heard by the right people, if it, somebody has some information that they think is worth talking to us about. If we sit there and we gather this information and slowly take time to work on it and think it over. I mean, I I mean, maybe other than the detectives, who else is thinking about this?
0: Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, that's just, I I honestly, I probably
1: think about it at least more than once a day. It, it's, yeah. it's, on, it's on my mind, you know, yeah. and, I, and, I'm, and I'm all over situations and I think about certain things or different angles to take if it's possible if things. But, you know, there's so many things I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's unknowns I don't even know to ask the questions.
0: Right. So. No, absolutely. I, I, that, I think that's a that's a really important aspect of not of not knowing what questions to ask or who to ask them of. You know, I, I was actually I was just hanging out with a friend of mine last night. And uh, and he had brought up the uh, the point that uh, even beyond like a Buffalo crime family, that just in general, having adult men who uh, are involved in the drug trade around mm. Snake Land could have led to uh, to Kathy's murder. Absolutely. And and I said, you know, I mean, I the only the only drugs that I knew that people were dealing in Kenmore were were weed and acid. And sure. you, you'd, you'd hear about, you hear about that every so often, you know, it wasn't Coke. No one was on opiates at that point. You know, maybe occasionally you'd get in some hash or you'd get some, uh, some mushrooms or something. But I mean, like right. still, it was like the, it was the shallow end of the, uh, the drug pool. And, but, but it's still, it's, it's very, it's very possible at least that that was, that was something that could very well have come up and also could very well have led to, if not something being suppressed then maybe individuals you know getting out of town something along those lines or you know just in in other in other ways just uh just evading evading justice that's true that's true and the other side of it is um i i worry
1: about not just the actual crime itself but the people who are still out there the suspects are still out there or even people who know things i mean <clears throat> we're getting to an age now that some people are just not surviving. Uh, they, I, I it's, it, yeah. the, as the years go by, I've been noticing that people my age and a little bit older, I'm seeing kind of, you know, people dying, people, you know, get sick, something happens to them and we're going to lose that information, whatever they might have. And I think yeah. a lot of these people lived some pretty hard lives with drinking and drugs. And I think a lot of these people might, you know, I'm not saying this year, but it could be, you know, five, 10 years from now, but I don't know mm-hmm. how much longer we're going to have some of these people because we just right. don't know. And what happens when C and N eventually pass? Yep. yep. I mean, then can we just say definitively that they did it? No.
0: no you know, I mean, no, like, we don't no know. Yeah. yeah, No, no I mean, know. yeah, you can't, I mean, because again, it just, if, you know depending upon just what we've uh, what we've got access to um we certainly we certainly can't say we we can't say any of that you know is true any more than we can say that about paul Matlack. you know i mean he's right. dead so i mean that i mean we can we can make some assumptions but that's i mean that's all you know and unfortunately that guy of the 3 we know the least about you we yeah. just know we just yeah. know, he's, we just know that he's dead him, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it is. It is. I, I think. I think you know. You're right. And it is still still solvable. It's just not. It's not going to be one of those like boy podcasters uh, solve murder. You know that kind of thing. It's going to be much more <laughs> along the lines of, if we keep putting Kathy's name out there, podcast after podcast, and and just get people just downloading it some more, that eventually somebody else who you know may have something more solid than uh miss x or sister Anne, you know mm-hmm. that that they'd be able to to bring something to the to the fore i don't i don't know who this would be i don't know why they wouldn't have done this already uh again it's it's um it's still it's still very very possible but without access to more information you know i I've, I've, I've brought off the uh, foia uh numerous times we can't get a copy. Of, a, a, a different a different individual had asked about um, Kathy's autopsy, and we can't get that unless we get an okay from a family member or you know, like a lawyer or something like that. Sure, and I, right. yeah, I just it's uh, it's, it's just, all... where do you, where do you draw the line? I mean, it's like oh, totally, totally, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's that's you're exactly right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still hopeful, but it's just if it's it's going to be somebody outside of you and me it's going to be it's going to be somebody you know out there who either hears this or hears of it or somebody talks to them about it and that type of thing but yeah it's 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 not that we're just going to be able to you know even the research that we did as time-consuming as as it as it was that it just hasn't resulted in a definitive answer sure Well, here's here's a here's a here's a different sort of question. Uh why 1985 to 1986? Why was, you know, obviously all these, you know, the, the murders and the and the suicides, but there was also some uh some good stuff happening then too. There was some uh, good
1: music, know, some
0: good movies.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: there's a, a bunch of good bands in Kenmore and then seemingly according to according to you because you had come up you know right after us but that seemingly nothing after that point and i uh i mean again i'm a i'm a 50 year old man i don't have my uh, thumb on the pulse of uh of young <laughs> kenmore or anything but i haven't heard of any good bands coming out of kenmore anything anything like uh like that you know, again, uh, the there weren't any murders afterwards, uh, that I knew of. You know, again, if there was something, it was like a one off. There was a couple suicides I know of, absolutely, but they weren't clustered together, you know, separated by years, things like that. So, so what could have made 1985, 1986 important or, 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 uh, or just a, uh, a whirlpool for for all this stuff to be happening.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. i I think that I think sometimes culturally things start to shift, and maybe we were seeing that part of the shift. We knew obviously we had the sixties going into the seventies. We had the whole free love, flower power, and hippie movement, right? Of course. And and, and maybe just before that, we had the civil rights. Movement. Mm-hmm. So you had you had things that were shifting and then things kind of stagnated and kind of gone into maybe just a hippie movement kind of dissipated and just turned into mm-hmm. just kind of like just people like to party and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I think the 80s, we got sort of some cynicism baked in all of a sudden. All of a sudden we were like, hey, you know, things aren't really what we thought they were going to be. This isn't the America I keep being shown on TV, you know, the, the movies mm. and, 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 and the sitcoms, you know, we're not, I'm not seeing that anymore. So that makes me wonder, maybe that got baked into the culture and then, you know, music alone, uh, the cynicism was pretty, pretty strong.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. And, Absolutely.
1: And Absolutely and then we and then we just have uh explosion of metal and punk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it changes it changes a lot it's no longer you know let's just have a good time it's like no we want the system to change because it's all bs and your your parents your teachers you know your your priests they're the ones to blame
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and it's totally different from before so
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, that's what I wonder if that's the culmination. You really start. It, it was turning. It was. It was turning to that, and then all of a sudden, it really starts hitting regular kids and regular neighborhoods, We're seeing that come through. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. No, I can. I can. I can definitely see that some root causes there. I think. I think the uh, the 1980s in general, and the perceived at least, even if you don't believe in it as an actual thing, but perceived repression, you know, by, uh, you know, the Reagan administration, then, you know, it just, uh, and, and, and a real, a real rise in the acceptability of, of greed as yeah. a, you know, as a, as really a, a driving force, you That's know, and, and that, Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that, that type of, uh, that type of thing. Um, and again you know uh, music was changing you know as as you as you had said both both metal and punk getting you know more extreme in terms of tempos and uh, subject matter and all that kind of stuff the 1970s so you had a certain level of of decadence occurring in the 1970s you know with basically you know just after you know the explosion of the late 60s and then it was i think much more so about uh, just, just getting loaded, and again, you know that that happening within the the teenage culture a lot more so than it was previously. Um, you know, there was a lot more access, and and just it just seemed like just a lot more acceptance, and just the very idea of not just young people but everybody uh, getting loaded and right. and you know seriously and frequently. Um and that that had swung back a a good bit the nineteen eighties, I think to an extent, but then obviously we had the growth of cocaine culture and then for you know probably a lot of kids or especially, you know, in Kenmore, because you know, Kenmore definitely embraced that uh the veneer of the uh the Reagan era, you know, just in terms of safety, you know, a happy little suburb, that sure. sort of thing. Right, right. Uh, and I think that, that from there uh, that just you know, slowly, uh, slowly faded away, but it was replaced with that kind of hedonism at Snakeland, you know, during during this this time period especially. It was just that it started back in the 70s and just kind of continued on and just maybe got a little bit darker.
1: As, yeah, as, as and, well. and, we, and we saw the decline of in, in the industrial uh, world of America. You know, Japan was taking over a lot of our industry. And other foreign markets, and so you know right. the factories were closing, and thus Snake Land, you know the Eastern Grain Exchange closes down. Right. Uh, Bethlehem Steel is 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 slowly closing down, and and that's going away. So I mean you're you're having all these jobs being taken away, and people are getting more menial, less paying jobs. You can't support your family the same way. So and we explore this all in the last, uh, you know, a couple episodes on how we had a slow decline in our, you know, economic gains and, mm-hmm. uh, and society was still holding on to some idea that we were still in the same level of maybe what we were in the 1950s and sixties. And sure. I think, sure. I, th- I think that whatever reason, you know, the, the economy and uh, the America, America was hitting the gas at a certain point and then eased off that gas. And all of a sudden we didn't have the same amount of uh, wealth and we didn't have the same amount of uh, affluence that we did as a, as a standard family living in a small suburban house. So when you get into Kenmore, you're feeling strain on the family. Parents are all working. Uh, uh-huh. Kids are kind of just, you know, going to school and maybe seeing their parents the most on the weekend if they're lucky. Right.
0: Well, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely the era of the last key kids, you know, right. I mean, that was, that was definitely, uh, something that was, that was understood. And, you know, and during, then,
1: and then, time. and then the, and then the kids are, are left to do whatever they want. And some, you know, some are relatively well behaved and some are just, just have a little bit of fun, but some people go way off the deep end and go to snake land and do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into, like, we talk about the murders, we're talking about suicides, you know, those are all the very fringe elements of what we're talking about. But that's definitely, like we said before, when we talk about the connection between Kenmore West and Kenmore and Snakeland, is there a connection to those three? I think that's all part of it. I think it's baked in. You had this baked in culture mm-hmm. of we don't talk about certain things. We don't we don't yeah. do certain things. And yeah. then these kids are like why not why don't why can't we talk about why can't we do these things why can't i act a certain way and they just rebel and then certain people just go too far mm-hmm. because obviously not everybody's mentally stable not everybody has their life completely sorted out mentally you know they have issues oh, if it's abuse or if it is a general genu- genuine um mental illness so mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could have suicides, you have murders and all sorts of other terrible things that come along with that.
0: That's so. very well said. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you. I agree. <laughs>
0: Aaron, should we have included the sexual predators? And I'm asking this because it was... It was the wrong time period. I mean, basically all the abuse occurred in the 1970s, although both predators, Indian and Sutton, uh, were still teaching and coaching throughout the 1980s. And there was no real connection to the other events, or at least you could say there wasn't, uh, except for uh, Sutton's murder-suicide, which is very much with the theme of Kenmore West and murders and suicides. Sure.
1: I, 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 that is a good question. When you first brought that up, I, I had a raised an eyebrow a bit because I was like, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, that's not what we originally talked about. Even, you know, with the, obviously that was new information that came to us in between the graphic novel and now. Um, But let's face it. You had these two guys obviously operating in 1985, 1986, even when I was in school there And you had a culture that just turned a blind eye to a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, those are the stories we know there could be more. Right. Right. And like we've said, we were when we talked about that on that episode with, uh, the sexual predators, I mean, we, (laughs) some people don't want to go back and revisit that no matter, even if they want to see those people prosecuted for what they did, they just, it's too painful. They don't. They don't. They, they. need to move on with their lives, and they're just like I. I just don't want to dig all that up. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So who? Who the heck knows if there was more than that? But there was mm-hmm. definitely a culture of like, you know, that's just Sutton. Don't worry. You know, it's right. just how he. So. And it, 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 I think it's it's part and parcel of what we're talking about. This this culture of we don't talk about things. We don't address things. We mm-hmm. let the that person's actions. We don't even confront.
0: Got it. So. so in the, so in the, in the, in the largest sense, then the, the sexual predators were definitely part of, or should have been part of the the podcast because it was basically, it, it went along with the theme.
1: I would say it would have to, I mean, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it definitely has to, I mean, it's part of the culture at the time. And, Oh man, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's more we could, if we had more information, but I'm sure there's more if people would tell us, I'm sure people could, if people listening to this could write us an email saying, Hey, you know, it wasn't sexual predator, but this guy said this or did this to me that was really shitty or something that I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened. So, and it's just a, it's that whole thing of teachers abusing their power. They're not helping children learn and uplift them to the next station in life. They're just being assholes or, or right.
0: worse. <laughs> just because, you know, you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. Yeah. And, you know, this, this is the thing this is this a perfect exam. I agree. I, I think, I think that, that we were, we were right to include it. I think that like with, with Kathy's murder, the more that we keep, On a much lesser extent. But the more that we keep like Lorna Berry and uh, Maggie George's names out there, as well as Joe Sutton and uh, and Michael Indian, that, you know, this this uh, this conversation will continue, because unfortunately, what ended up happening, it would seem because there hasn't been uh, really a lot of or really any coverage over the past, say, year and a half due to, I believe, you know, the pandemic. But right after they um they filed their lawsuit against mm-hmm. or sorry individual lawsuits against Kenton and basically were just did uh a uh, a press conference which was which was pr- pretty emotional pretty heavy duty to uh to hear that but that after after that point there wasn't a whole lot of um headlines or, or really um, supporting information so i think it's i think it's just Worth our while to have done this just to keep the conversation going. I mean, again, it's it's on a much lower level, even than, say, you know, the Buffalo News or whatever, but I do think that uh, it can't hurt. It's not hurting them. I mean, I doubt very much that uh, Ms. George or Ms. Barry, you know, would, would hear that and say, you know, it's like, oh, this is, you know, offensive to me, you know. It's right, like, right, exactly. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. And if anyone else finds, you know, the other aspects offensive, like, you know, Michael Indian's, you know, complete and total sociopathic lack of any conscience or (laughs) Joe Sutton uh, murdering his wife and then himself uh, in the most cowardly way. uh, Well, then you can fuck right off because uh, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) You know, uh, this is uh, this is what happened. And it's uh, pathetic and sad. But there you go. I think we're in agreement on this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: All right. It, it, and it was a hard topic to talk about. Some some of these topics were very difficult to talk about. Uh, I just you hate to see kids treated that way, abused, mm-hmm. and and kind of all the authorities just turning away, like, oh, let's I don't want to get a step in that. It's like it's like it's so hard.
0: No, absolutely, and 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 people who listen to that episode had contacted us and we're saying like, whoa, that was that one was really heavy. That was a that was a yeah, tough was one to listen hard, to hard hard to listen so, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So and I mean yeah, totally I can understand that. It wasn't one where there was, you know, we're gonna be doing, you know, like a lot of you know, even just kind of sidelong, you know, joking around. Just yeah. it just was not it was not possible. And and just like with the uh, the Altimio Sanchez episode where Aaron you oh. said editing out all the uh the, the the terrible sounds coming out of our mouths, you know, just because of the uh, <sighs> disgust or we were whatever. So grossed
1: out by it, we we're just like literally.
0: It oh, so there was there was so much of that, and in the sexual predators episode, it, you were you were at least pretty pretty reasonable in your critiques, but like I, I had to edit out like big chunks of it where I'm just like, and we should just kill them. We should kill yeah. them, and then we should just string them up, and then we should dig Sutton up and kill him again. You know, I was like, it was right, it was right, ridiculous, right. and I was like, why didn't Aaron stop me? You know, like <laughs> cutting out chunks of it. You know, but, um, yeah, but there, yeah, there was
1: there was some, there was some definitely some difficult things to to uh, talk about for some of these things, and um, yeah. it, I mean, it's true crime, and it's yeah. hard. So yeah. I think we we are genuinely repulsed by some of this stuff. And uh, I would say probably 80% of this stuff. So um, yeah, the yeah. only joy I got is is making fun of, uh, you know, certain individuals in uh, news reports that were just too silly. So <laughs> that was the only yeah. part I enjoyed about
0: that. I, those. I think, like, I think everybody, everybody's enjoyed that. And again, <laughs> the, uh, the large beer and marijuana party t-shirts yes. are going to be going on sale eventually at the <laughs> yes. website. So right. keep exactly. your eyes open. Yeah. yeah right. You got it. This is the last question I have, but it certainly doesn't mean that it's the last one uh, that we're going to talk about, Aaron. If, if something else has is, is, is come to mind, you know, like, please. But I kind of, you know, I just wanted to go out on a limb with this one. Uh, what if the simplest answers to all of these terrible things are true? OK, mm-hmm. like in the, in the respect to like, you know, like that's that that thing. Um, oh, geez. What is it? Occam's razor? Yeah, and, it was yeah. Yeah, just that that whole thing is that you know basically the simplest answer is true. Sure. Okay, so so basically let's let's just imagine for a moment, because I don't think you know I'm gonna get a lot of agreement from you. So let's just say that Kathy Harold was actually murdered by Altimio Sanchez. Let's okay. just say the suicides were totally unrelated. There was just a lot of them, and then they just stopped occurring. When Kenmore West put all those programs into place, plus, you know, the open arms thing on the side, it was it was those 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 programs and thinking about the uh, the future of the children, you know, that 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 made that stop that John Justice was just crazy. He was nuts from start to finish, whatever that means. And again, it was unrelated to anything else. Wasn't anything to do with his family life, which, you know, we've we, we we talked a lot about how we felt and a lot of other people felt that his mother specifically, but also just his entire family caused a great deal of issue for for him. Sure. And, yeah. and also just, uh, you know, living living in that proximity to Mang Park, which, again, right. that, that didn't have anything to do with it. OK. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lorna and Maggie were just exaggerating. Sutton's murder suicide was unrelated, and uh Michael Indian is just a great teacher and coach. Oh god. <laughs> and okay. last but not least, Snake Land was only ever about partying. This would actually be closer to uh to Joe Canazaro's experience of it. Now I'm not saying that that he was wrong or anything like that or were right, but I, what I'm saying is is that Snakeland was only about partying.
1: So, yeah. Um, man, so, you know, you could say maybe John Justice was just crazy, um, and just that his mom compounded things worse, um, uh-huh. and uh-huh. family life just compounded it. But I, I, obviously we get into that in pretty in depth, John Justice episodes, but I mean, I, I don't see that. That's part of it. He was, there's definitely some screws loose in his head. There's no doubt about that. For sure. Uh, but you know, let's face it. we got into that. His mom and his family life was mm-hmm. looking pretty bleak, and he just snapped. He was not able to process that information if he is was autistic on the spectrum or if he was mm-hmm. uh, had asperger's of some sort i don 't know exactly if he but, was ever diagnosed with any of that stuff, yeah. but there's something going on there with he could not handle that emotional pressure, and mm-hmm. he acted in violence. Obviously, Sutton's murder-suicide. I doubt that's unrelated. That sounds like that's pretty darn related. And, and knowing Sutton the little bit that I did, that guy was a creep. Oh, yeah. um, the suicides. I just think that's a culture thing again. We're getting back to the culture of of silence and the culture of we don't talk about things and. Mm-hmm. And I think people weren't talking, and it's only until you said that the the kids start doing the open arms, and maybe people start mm. talking to each other more. The kids start talking to each other because they right. were sick, seeing their friends dying. Because what we were reading in the newspaper was literally just probably the worst advice you could possibly get from anybody. Uh, the doctors and the and the counselors oh. were saying the most awful things.
4: Sure. So, Essentially okay.
0: blaming the suicides for killing themselves. And that right. they were weak, and you know that. Oh God, yeah. If, if, if you're,
1: you're turning gay. Oh you know. God,
0: if you're if you're interested, just go back and listen to. I think I think. Uh, yeah, that's like around four or five. Is the uh, it's, it's only a single episode on the on right. the suicides, but it was ludicrous.
1: You know, and suicides happen, but. I'm sure they in clusters, but there's a reason why those things started happening around that time. And and I think it's had a lot to do with where everybody was going mentally. And some kids were not prepared for that. As for Kathy, murder uh, Kathy Harrell's murder. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's some, I, I do entertain the thought that it could be Sanchez sometimes. Like it could have been him. Maybe mm-hmm. this is all just overblown and, It's people just pointing fingers at the, you know, the three kids they did not like in the group. Right. Um, right. But But. there's so much more to that. And the Sanchez thing, other than his location of where he worked and then obviously his method of killing, that's the only thing that lines up. and. And I'm not saying that's out of the realm of possibilities. Maybe in like in six months from now, Sanchez will come out and say, "Yeah, I did it. I killed him."
0: Right. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's kind of in some ways that haunts me a little bit. But I mean, the the arguments against it are very strong. And from Dennis DeLano, the guy who caught him, you know what I mean? It's like this right. is this is that 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 type of thing. Again, all the stuff that we've got may be circumstantial. Some of it may maybe uh, just made up. You know, who knows? We don't know any of that for sure. Right. Right. But I'm I'm feeling pretty secure in the fact that it's not Sanchez. Because I, uh,
1: I just I can't imagine that these detectives wouldn't love to have another uh, recommendation metal in their, their belt. Yeah, yeah, so, the, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, metal pinned on them saying you solved another murder. I mean. Mm-hmm. That, Obviously, every detective, every police officer—that's what you dream of. That's that's why you go into the force. You want to sure. be be the the good guy and figure out what actually happened and put the bad guy away in prison. Mm-hmm. Sanchez was—it mm-hmm. would seem like a shoe in. Just like this guy, yeah. he, he worked right there. He killed with a uh, uh, with uh, strangulation. Why wouldn't right. it work? Right. But Somehow that didn't work together.
0: No. So. No, um... it didn't. And, and you, and you gotta, you gotta wonder, and I certainly have then, is that we talked about this last, last episode. I'm sorry, Aaron. We talked about the drop of sweat in the, uh, in the, in the one victim's like SUV. And it's like, they can do that, but they can't somehow, you know, definitively say that he did or did not kill Kathy. Unless, of course, you know, it's like whatever DNA soaked materials that, you know, were on her at her time of death.
1: You and know, I, I seriously you know. wonder at this point, it's 30 some years after Kathy's murder, what DNA, sure. unless they have it put into, you know, some test tubes that are sealed away. I mean, what mm-hmm. DNA is actually still existence at this point?
0: Well, that, that's just it is that they it, well, it should. That's exactly as it should be. I mean, that the um, the DNA that was taken from under her fingernails, for instance, or, you know, anything else, whether it was hair or if the, the murderer was was injured, if there was blood on her clothes, you know, we don't we don't know any of this stuff because they were too busy telling us these fucking fairy stories about like what was going on in Satan and Snake Land, you know, and that whole thing. But the deal the deal is is that they, they should have been able to access it, and this really just kind of reinforces for me what Sister Anne had said to us about the fact that at some point, you know, along the way. Evidence got lost or, you know, got right. destroyed, but definitely got got lost bare minimum. So. Right. And, right. And this and this would definitely support that, you know, and that you can't say definitively that Sanchez did or didn't, because where is where's the DNA? Where's the evidence? Where is right. it? And,
1: if, and if they didn't if they didn't save any of that or if it didn't keep it, because we know DNA probably wasn't really tested commonly back in 1985. Right. Although they did but the, send stuff to the FBI, so right. maybe there's something right. they did. We don't know what test they ran, but.
0: But we so. at least have results that could be, could then be compared with uh, the results of just, you know, like, but like, you know, like basically the, the, the printout, you know, is basically compared against and, you know, like. You know, oh, um, right, right. Yeah. The yeah, mapping you know of the, the DNA. DNA. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, sir. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but, um, but that's not happening. But it hasn't happened. Why is that? Why can't we get the FBI files? Why is everything seemingly arrayed against getting to you know the truth of the matter?
1: You know, I think just- I plainly think it's just because they've either lost evidence or they never had the evidence to start with. So it, it has to be.
0: How do you mean not, didn't have the evidence to start with, Aaron?
1: They never collected it or they didn't properly collect it oh, wow. or or the police or maybe the crime scene was contaminated by something else. We don't know. You know, there's so many things. I mean, look at just the OJ case. They, they contaminated the crime scene because yeah. they were just doing sloppy police work. Right. Um, Right. I don't know if that was the case, I, but I mean, there's so many variables that could happen. And, and maybe like, like it's been purported or, or theorized that somebody just threw away something accidentally mm-hmm. or on purpose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was a lot easier when, um when we just could write whatever we wanted to and change the names. And sure, then just, yeah. you know, and just let like have that be like... A, just go
1: with it, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: God, yeah. We should um, have stuck with that. I I,
1: <laughs> I do believe, I do believe the simplest answer that maybe Snakeland was for partying for most part. I would say about 90% partying. But the rest of it, there might have been a 10% that was getting a little too not good. That might be the case well, there.
0: Right. Well, what we can call like secondary... Satanism, which is you know has has nothing to do with again any kind of structured worship, but just has to do with you know cutting the heads off of uh, of, of pigeons and right. uh, listening to Ozzy and, and uh, putting uh, pentagrams on the walls and that right, kind right. Of thing. So right, exactly. I mean you know look, it is it is what it is, but I mean at the same point there's there's still a big jump from cutting the heads off of pigeons to killing a young girl you know so it's like i mean you know i mean we can we can we can gauge these things you know i mean it's like it's uh you know obviously it wasn't the most wholesome place in the world but with the uh the very very notable exception or of course the suicide and the 12 year old kid who died in there but those you know those were those were kind of a different that was a different era almost and it was a different vibe so
1: different different thing happening there yeah 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 totally
0: so but basically, I mean, I think I think we've pretty much come to to the point that there there are certain elements of this story that I believe that we're pretty much at an end with. You know, in terms of the John Justice murders, in terms of the, the suicides of Kenmore West, perhaps the stories of uh, Lorna Berry and uh, Maggie George are you know hopefully going to come to. a a positive end just in exposing these men and uh and hopefully a successful lawsuit you know for the for the both of them but obviously when we get into uh season two uh we are going to continue on with uh the murder of kathy harold with whatever hopefully a great deal more information that we have at that point and if you have any information uh, for us about the Kathy Harold murder, please email us at return to Snakeland at gmail.com. And as well in, in the next season, we're gonna be looking into murder of another young woman on North Buffalo. And yes. there was there was a connection drawn at one time, individuals who were being accused of not just her murder, but of Kathy Heralds as well the same pool of suspects was being uh, interviewed so so that's so that's interesting so that's something else we'll be able to uh, to get into a little bit deeper uh, the next time that we see you
1: uh, yeah so we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go away for a bit hopefully we can get some more information to bring to your attention and to keep uh, beating this drum <laughs> so we uh, get some get some real answers around this place.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, thanks everybody. Take care. The Return to Sneak Land podcast was created by Aaron O'Brien and Jason Gusman. All music written and performed by Dotson Moon. If you like what you've heard, You can access more Dotson Moon music at dotsonmoon.bandcamp.com If you have any information as to the 1985 murder of Kathy Harold, please contact us at our email address, Snakeland at gmail.com You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have an interest in further historic materials from the period, or information on the Return to Snake Land graphic novel, please come see us at returntosnakeland.com. If you would like to contribute in order to ensure the future of this podcast, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com. Front slash return to snake land. Thanks for everything. See you next time.